Okay, we're recording. Um, welcome to episode two of the Take My Word For It podcast. Today we are talking about something different than we talked about last week. Really? Because that's what we do here. We, we talk about different things. Because if we just talked about the same thing, that would get boring. Um, I'm John Doyle. I'm here with my friend Giorgio Brufus. Hey! Uh, so last week we talked kind of about what we're doing here with podcasting and all that kind of great stuff. And I thought it went pretty well, but we were a little a little too loosey-goosey, as you said. Mm-hmm. It was kind not of loose and very not so structured. So I think this week we'll try and structure it up a bit. We'll see what happens with it. All right. So to lead us into our discussion today, I think I'm going to start with a little story of something that happened so to exciting. me. Something that happened to me yesterday. Um, so I went to the Red Sox game yesterday, which was fun. You know, I'm living in the shadow of Fenway Park right now, which was has been really fun. And uh, my uncle had free tickets, so he took me to the game. And while I was there, sitting there watching the game, and there's this lady behind me who's, like, yelling, talking, like, you know, like people do at Red Sox games. But I started listening to what she was saying, and she was yelling at, like, the players. Like, Dustin Pedroia came up to bat, and she's like, all right, Dustin, hit one for me. Like, she was someone really special. Like, they could hear her, and I didn't quite get why. See, at first I thought she was saying, hit one to me. Which makes more sense somewhat. But it didn't because we were in the foul area. It was a foul <laughs> ball. Oh. So that didn't make as much sense. But she's, um, you, you were thinking, well, she's pretty ambitious, but... Yeah, that was kind of weird. So I I kept listening and she was like, you know, hit one, hit one for me, hit one for me. And I'm like, why, why do you care? Like, what is it with you? And then she tried to start the wave. And she was oh, God. just kind of weird. But yeah, that was that was an interesting part that happened yesterday. And then I almost got hit by a foul ball. How did that happen? I just hit a foul ball and it literally landed like one or two rows behind me. Did anyone catch it or did it hit somebody? It like hit the ground and then bounced forward and someone else caught it. Oh. But yeah, that was the closest I've ever come to that, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I bring that story up because I think today we're going to talk about sports and kind of sport fanaticism, sport fans. And what it, like, means. Because, like, I always think I'm a sports fan, but then I see people who are, like, a million times more fannier than me. Fanny, huh? Fanny. They're fanny. You can say they're bigger fans than you. That probably worked. That That would make logical sense in a sentence. It's just... But, hey. I said fanny, so... When in Rome. We're going to move on from that. Okay. (laughs) So... uh, what were your thoughts about the uh, fandom or my story? Now my fandom? Well, my thoughts are that your grammar with the use of fan is unorthodox, to say the least. Also, um, well, you could think of it in a couple of different ways. I just think generally there's different different degrees of being a fan. I feel like there's the kind of nerdy fans that... It ties into people's personalities. For instance, you could be a fan that's super into statistics and, you know, for baseball, RBIs and whatever. And you, right. And I was like this when I was following the Celtics a lot in early 2000. I knew all the players, where they went to college, their heights, right. their statistics. But, you know, I've only been to like four or five Celtics games in my life. 
just uh-huh. because I don't know. I mean, I, I just I couldn't go by myself because I was like 11. I couldn't certainly couldn't drive into Boston. And you know, whenever my my dad brought it up or like my godfather, we'd go. But I think I think half of it is kind of like learned through you know the people you hang out with when you're brought up being right. a fan. For instance, my you know my dad was pretty reserved when he watched games. Sometimes at bad calls, he would like freak out once in a while, but never anything any never anything crazy. But then you think on the flip side, the people that just wreak havoc, you know, drink before the games yep. and just c- go completely ape shit. See, that's, I mean, that's some the part I never really understood: people who are just absolutely crazy about it, you know? Because mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of sports. Like I like to watch sports. I'm not. Like it's not like oh I hate sports like I hate all those jock types but like I'm definitely not a jockey type person yeah but I do like to watch sports but I've never been able to follow people and teams like I I always hated watching college sports because there's so many teams so many people and it's just fucking too much work to uh-huh. follow all these people and at the same time when I watch pro sports like you get used to watching a certain guy and then he gets traded like it's just kind of interesting. Like I can never follow people long term and like with stats and stuff because it just doesn't interest me. The second they're gone, I don't care. Right. But I definitely like my home teams and like you know Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins. Like I like all those teams, but at the same time, I'm not like die hard. Like I have to watch every game. I have to go to three games a year. I have to do this, this, and this. But I do like to watch it. Do you think that there's something that makes that gap between the people who are just so die hard versus the people who are just like fans like me? I think that jumps back to what I was talking about where it it really has to do I think half of it's kind of maybe genetic like whatever, you know, and in your environment. For instance, if you're from I don't know like in Charlestown or something like that, they're pretty avid, generally, like mm-hmm. baseball fans over there. So if you grow up in like one of those, you know, neighborhoods, then the, everybody around you is crazy about it. So you're obviously going to get influenced to act that way too when you're at the game or whatever. But yeah, like for me, for both of us even, because if you think of it, me, you, and our friends are similar in the way we watch sports. We're kind of like, when we watch it, we're kind of focused in on the game and... <clears throat> You know, we're all we all have a certain way of going about watching it that's you know similar. So, yeah, I think a lot of it is just where you come from, and I think people influence mm-hmm. influence Boston you is a definitely lot. a place where sports are king. Yeah. Like that's definitely part of it. Versus if you come from the middle of nowhere, where you have one team within a hundred miles, you might not be as into it. Right. That's definitely part of it. But I definitely see people who, you know, all they do is sports. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder, like, recently if it was kind of something like people, like some people, you know, all they have is sports. Like they go to their job nine to five, and like they come home, and all they have to do is sports. Like it's their release. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people, like I know, I have this. Like I prefer to watch like movies and TV and read books. Like it's just it's a different sort of release. I'd prefer to go to that sort of reality, alternate reality, brain area versus, like, indulging myself in, like, sports and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, for sure, I mean, 
it, it goes back to you know your personality too. Right. Some people, you know, like to read books and listen. Some people are more, I guess, I don't know if well-rounded is the right word for it, but definitely like to have different um, options as far as their form of entertainment, be it reading, listening to music, or watching sports. But, you know, some people, it's just sports are so... I, I keep harping on it because I think that that's my belief on why it's so... You know, people are such big sports fans. It's really... Who, the environment you grow up in. I really uh-huh. kind of believe, like when I, when you asked me the question, I was thinking about it and that was my answer. But now for me, I think that that is really true because I think of, you know, when we watch sports, like we were around people that like, like my, like my parents and stuff like that. They don't, they're not crazy about sports. Right. You know, I, I think well, when you're younger, it's easier to be totally into sports because you're, yeah. you're you're youthful and you're less you're more naive about everything. And for instance, like when I worked this summer at a sports recreation camp, every kid, if you ask them what they wanted to be to grow up, they wanted to be famous like athletes. Really? So yeah, like almost every single one of them. One of them wanted to be not that, but it would be, it'd be rare to hear someone not say they wanted to be a, a I mean, football player or a baseball the, player. I feel like that's just the function of today. Everybody wants to be famous. Yeah. Man, that's I guess that's every all the time, but I mean I definitely do agree. It's part of like how you're raised. Like if you're raised in a house where sports are king and you play sports and you do this, yeah. this and this with everything is sports, 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 you're definitely gonna have a more like you know I mean sp- think of it, your your you're mom, more, your dad more are they like sports. are they in like do they wear Patriots um <laughs> Face paint and scream no, at every single right, and that kind of influenced you, you know. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, and well, another interesting where this first like, oh, I guess I'm not that much of a sports fan idea came to me when I was walking past Fenway Park and they had a soccer game there, and there was like people parading in the streets. Like I don't know if their team had won. Or if their team was just about to play, I don't. I have no idea what was going mm-hmm. on, but there was bagpipes and pe- drunk people screaming. I don't know what the hell was going on, but it was definitely like this interesting thing where I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm not that much of a fan of sport. Like I like Wait. sports, but that's a l- another whole level." Yeah. Do you think that's part of like the soccer culture? Like, I mean, you know me; I don't like love soccer mm-hmm. that much, but I know you do. Mm-hmm. So is that part of the soccer? thing is it just something in like europe like because that's really the only sports they have over there for a lot like that's their big sport now recap this what was the atmosphere like again crazy just i was like i, I don't know it was they were scream- I knew, chanting or like i know there was a soccer game going on at fenway i was like walking down the street it looked like a parade was it was it, it wasn't like college teams right it was no like it was like europe. the european oh, okay. teams and like i it looked like there was a parade there was like a handful of guys playing bagpipe mm-hmm. There's people like walking down the street. Bagpipe like, confuses me because that would it, wouldn't that insinuate that it's yeah definitely the Great Britain area like Scotland or something like that. I mean that's that was my guess, but I don't I don't know who was playing. Yeah, no. Well, I think now that's it's clearer to me. I think that uh, phones ringing. Oh, phone got so many business calls in this <laughs> office of a bunch of phones, and we have all these people working for I know, us. It's and, crazy. Can't the uh, Margaret, things. can you get line six? <laughs> yeah, she'll, she's sleeping, but she'll get fired today. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, I think that in that case, there are so many immigrants um, in the in the Boston area where I think that was more like 
two teams played, and um, from those two teams, there's avid fans. You know, let's say it was like a Spanish team versus an English team. There's obviously Spanish and English people that live here that follow those teams um, madly. I know I follow Greek soccer, and I live here. But if you know my the the club team that I follow ever came here, I'd go to the game and I'd right, go that's too. Right, I was just thinking. It's probably so it's, like they never get to see them and then they get right. crazy when they finally But do. I don't think it's so much, it's just the kind of people that are there are are mostly immigrants and they have that developed lifestyle of following soccer the same mm-hmm. way they would in their actual countries in Europe. It, it was it's so, that would explain that kind of, um, the tradition of, you know, that craziness after the game or whatever. It I, It definitely wasn't like you know, Americans, or, you know, when yeah. I say Americans, I mean, they're probably Americans too, but I mean, like, you know, baseball followers and people that are more into American sports, yeah, it's it's different. Right. But it's just... You get to see their team, they play down the street. Yeah. Versus they play 3,000 miles, like, over yeah, the Atlantic Ocean. But, you know, from seeing it, it probably makes them feel like they're in their native land, so they a- act similarly to how they would if they were watching the game in their country. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that's... That that completely makes sense, because um, that you know that's like a summer thing too. I don't think they do that all the time. No, I don't think so. It was like the only time featuring teams from uh, different countries in Europe to play at like Foxborough. They play that in New York and stuff like that. So I mean, that the fact that it's you know a summer thing that it doesn't happen every single day. That already stirs you know a lot of excitement for it. Plus the fact that you know they're coming from thousands of miles away. To play a game mm-hmm. at at conveniently where the, those people live, um, yeah, it would make sense that. So it's ha- it's half of the tradition that they do that, and I think they're also obviously really excited. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, hmm. interesting, very well, interesting, too interesting. <laughs> it's just something I noticed. I thought it was very interesting because I've always considered myself a sports fan, but. And you see those people who are just on this whole other level, and it's like, just it's like, what? Where did that disconnect come in? I mean, it depends too, because I feel like a lot of sports that are more um, that are bigger in North America, there's crazy fans, but just different. For instance, most of them are inebriated. <laughs> But That's you still hard. see them like at Bruins games and at Red Sox games, just screaming. But it's more them and then a bunch of people around them who find them annoying, and they're kind of like the oddballs. Yeah. Where in like soccer, everyone's just doing that. It's just common, so you wouldn't be freaked right. out. You would be doing it too. Um, mm-hmm. It's just different, you know. It's just a different culture. I think culture definitely has a big part to mm-hmm. do with it because I mean, you also you see it even in different cultures within the United States where you have the Green Bay Packer fans or the Oakland Raider fans who are like all out, like dress up, paint their faces versus like, you know, the smaller teams who, yeah, they have fans who go to the games, but they don't go all out. Mm -hmm. But just football is just so big in those areas that it's like the thing to do. And it's like, if you're going to go to a game, like you're going to go all out. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So, and I think that draws back to why the compet- competitive behavior is so evident in Boston. It's because we aren't so much—we're so strong in so many 
different forms of sport here, and they, we want to keep that reputation alive, I feel. So I think, and that goes back to what we were talking about a little earlier on, like, the, the fans here and how mm-hmm. some of them are, like, batshit crazy. But um, I think they're, in their own messed up way, depending, again, depending on how they grew up and, like, the people around them and how they acted, they're just kind of trying to embrace the fact that we're, like, a, a four sport or right. whatever. Uh, you know, we we excel so much in so many sports. Uh-huh. So I think I New York probably has that, too. Or what are other places that it's, like, three, four sports, yeah. they've won the championship fairly Boston and New York are definitely big. California has some good ones. Right. They're definitely the big ones that just have these perennial champions. Mm -hmm. You can always count on them being there at the end of the season. But I think Boston's special, too, because unlike California, which could easily be diced up into, like, four different states, and New York, which is still, in comparison to Boston, huge, we're such a little... We're almost like the underdog, but not really. Right. So I feel like there is a strong sense of pride just because of that, Um, which Uh would explain some of it, but... Yeah, I mean, for me, I it, it's weird because I'm obviously really passionate about the sports I follow, like Greek soccer, but, you know, I don't show it every single day or, like, on game right. days. I don't, like, because no, I would be, in, like, nobody else, yeah. not nobody, but everybody knows Patriots and stuff like that. They wouldn't know of, like, Greek soccer because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here, and that will, it's totally foreign to them. But there's been times where I watch games, if they, like, missed a penalty kick or something, I'd, like, kick the wall or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think everyone has those moments. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have your, you're like, you know, you want your team to win. Like, it happens to everybody. Like, I've definitely had those moments, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna be the one who goes out rioting after they win or lose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a whole other level to me. And then it's another thing that I was thinking kind of, you have this disconnect, I mean, I keep using the word disconnect, but you have these two separate groups. You have these people who are sports fans and the people who like hate sports and are into their computers, like whatever they're into. But it, and then you kind of got, you get this old fashioned like 80s motif where you have your jocks versus your like nerds kind of thing. And but they're still they're the same thing they just like different things. Mhm. I don't know. No, yeah, just at the under, other end of the spectrum. Right. But I feel like that was more stereotyped in the 80s where now I mean there's there's jocks that you know are more into the arts and stuff like that yeah. and nerds that watch like I'd say growing up I was I was both because I, I like to play Sports and stuff like that. I was active in basketball, like in Sacred Heart, uh, the school we went to, and I played soccer in high school. But I was also like nerdy too. I didn't right. like go out and party every day and stuff like. So I like had this balance, and I, you know, I also I was into like statistics and that right. spectrum that's, of that's the sports a whole other thing where you, you know you follow the so. statistics and like it, the, the fantasy thing was different. It's cool to balance both. Yeah, because they, you know, both of them have their, you know, both of them have good aspects about them, and negative connotations applied to them too. But I mean, every, yeah. everything does anyway, so it doesn't matter. But all right, I think this is a good point to go into our first segment. 
All right, our first segment of the day is called the Top Ten. The Top Ten. Yeah, Top Ten. All right, so we came up with our list of the Top Ten sports fans. Like, when you think of people who are fans of a sport, these are kind of the teams that, at least the ones that came to our mind, if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself because it's my list and I came up with it. So... I'll start with number 10, and then we'll uh, switch off and uh, go down our list. We'll maybe talk a little bit about each one, whatever. Uh, so the first one I came up with was Canadians hockey, or as number 10, Canadi- the Canadians, or even Canada as a whole in their hockey fandom. Yeah, true. We More specifically, we were, we were going to say Montreal, but now that we think of it, I think it's more fitting to say Canadians with their hockey. Yeah, they like their hockey up there. Bunch of arseholes. Yes. Hockey, eh? I I have nothing else to say on that one. (laughs) Hockey, eh? Okay. I I have nothing else. All right. And then coming up in ninth, we came up with the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. I think those are pretty good fans up there. Oh, yeah. um, Especially for uh, basketball. Especially thinking of... Like the history. The one, the only. Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. Apparently not that... uh, Famous, you couldn't think of his name. <laughs> no, I was, that's not true. That's not true. I just wanted you to fill it in for me. Sure. All right. Uh, coming in at number seven, we had the Oakland Raiders. Woo! Who, uh, they dressed like they're going to a heavy metal concert or some shit. I, I don't know why they dress like that. It's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, that, that kind of yeah. makes some good fans. Half of them work at uh, Hot Topic half the time. Yeah, they get like the spikes on their shoulder pads. It's, it's fucking They're rebels, weird. man. I guess. They're crazy. There was like an old commercial. They're insane. There was an old commercial where they like showed people who like meant to go to a Kiss concert and they got out and it was like a Raiders game. And it was like, that's how it started kind of thing. And I made air quotes because I realized yeah. people couldn't um, see that. It is interesting, but nonetheless, they're they're pretty diehard. Yeah. And uh, seventh, we pretty much mutually came up with the New York Knicks, Madison yes. Square Garden. Yep. Led Zeppelin, 1970. No, no. I don't mm. remember what year they came. They probably came. But they point. probably rocked the house. They did. It has nothing to do with the Knicks, but. You know. Nothing to do with the Knicks, but it has everything the to Knicks do with The Knicks fans are pretty diehard. Get the the guy, Spike, Spike. Jones? <laughs> Spike Lee? Spike Jones? I don't Spike know. Jones. Spike something is a fan of the Knicks. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. I think that... Fuck, I don't know. I can't even make a joke. <laughs> all right, number six, we have the Lakers. Woo! Yay, fuck the Lakers. Uh, I don't like the Lakers, but I think that might be because I mean, I I'm a Celtics fan. But, yeah. but, you know, they have guys like Jack Nicholson who go to every game. Go I think they game. have some pretty pretty uh, hardcore fans. Kobe. Kobe. He's, he's a famous guy. He's... Somewhat well-known, yes. Has sex with women, gets in trouble for it. It's, that happened, too. That that did happen. Got divorced. Okay. I didn't know that. But. Owns three rare Chinese fighting fish that he keeps in his pad. Yeah. Did oh, you know that? I did not it's know that. I made that up. I, I but it could be did. true. Could be. Could be true. But it probably isn't. All right. Probably not. Um, and that leads us next into the Boston Celtics. Woo! One of my favorites. I mean, I think you can't deny the history, Larry Bird and all Larry. that great stuff. 
Robert. I got an autograph from Robert Parrish. Nice. Like an idiot. Well, I don't know. I was like six anyway, but I had a Celtics ball, like a small... Um, it was like leathery material, but I don't know if it was... Like a foam kind like of thing. Like a foamy, yeah. And he autographed it, and that same ball I just used to play on my own anyway, <laughs> and just with time, it just completely smudged off. So oh, now it doesn't sucks. even matter that he signed that, because... But I got Jojo White to sign a uh, jersey. Oh, uh, Jojo, I love Jojo White. Um, yeah, what, what else can we... I mean, I was the hugest Celtics fan throughout my youth. I mean, I think for us, Celtics are huge. Oh, yeah. They like... We can't deny. I mean, no. Pierce is going to be remembered. No, oh, Hall of Famer, for sure, hands um, down. Yeah. What else could be said? Not much. We don't think we have to Red say much. Red Arbuck. Fuck. I don't think we have to say. I think they say it for themselves. Yeah. Next up, I think I got stuck with all the uh, Boston teams. People in Boston hate. I, we have the Yankees. Woo. Who? I mean, no, no woo. <laughs> I just don't have don't woo that. the Yankees. <laughs> Um, it could be a sarcastic woo. In that case, what is that's I good? Yes. Because I make, if you notice, I make it sound lame anyway. Boo. Uh, but yeah, I think people in New York like the Yankees. They um. <laughs> that's an awesome. Yeah, I think people in New York like the Yankees. What can I say? I don't like the Yankees, but I'm sure people, someone does. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I think they they got that manager, they got uh, the guy Joey something Steinbrenner. I don't know oh. if he's still doing it. Oh. No, the uh, manager. Oh, dude. Joe Torrey? Yeah, Joe Torrey. They Torrey. had him. He doesn't do it anymore. He sounds like he should be on Unless the Unless you're uh, listening to this in the past, then he still is the manager, which would be fucking weird. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I don't want to talk about the Yankees anymore, so let's move on. Okay. Um, and then that leads us to which number is this? Three. Is it? I'm kind of move quickly. Okay, well, that would bring us to the Boston Red Sox. Woo! <laughs> See, that one sounds uplifting, but it still sounds uh, lame because it's only two yeah. of us. I mean, I think the Red Sox fans are through and through diehard. Oh, yeah. There's I mean, no there's just years and years of pain. because of the curse, just the pain, and the anguish, and then they won, so it got even crazier. And there's been a, yeah. you know, Fenway Park chilling and how he's, just... he became broke. And, oh, I'm pitching, but my, my sock's <laughs> bleeding, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the. Uh... The Red Sox are in their spot there. Yeah. Uh, something else I was going to say, but I guess it wasn't important. now they suck. Yeah, they suck. Sorry, I had to say they, No, they do suck. I'll give you that. Uh, number two, we have the Green Bay Packers. Who, Woo! you know, <laughs> they got like the Cheeseheads and Brett Favre. Oh, and yeah. Their fans are painting their bodies. And, and I they, feel like their fans, they have a lot of fans that are in different states, too. Because yes. I've known growing up family members that are, you know, lived in Boston their whole life or in Massachusetts area, and they're just huge Green Bay fans. I'm like, Yeah, I mean, like, well, they're like the original team, like America's team kind of mm. thing. And even my uncle, who, you know, was born and raised here in Boston, was a huge Patriots fan, moved to Wisconsin, and now he's a Packers fan. Like, they just draw in those kind of fans. I guess so. Is that, that brings is that... us to number one. Which would be... <sighs> European That's my soccer. Drum roll. It would yes. be European soccer. European soccer. As much as someone loves slash hates this number one, it is true. I mean, you can't think their fans are just out of this world, world. insane kind of... Oh, yeah. I, 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 it's nothing to say. It's true. I mean, and plus, we're not even specifically naming one team. We're, I yeah. mean, this is Barcelona, Manchester United, Chelsea, 
Just all of them put together. All of them, they just... They outdo American fans. Like, yeah. Can't compete. And, you know, if I was to add another team on here, if we had, like, a bonus point, maybe I'd put in the 76ers. What would you put? If we had to add one, one more, more in? I'd put the uh, 76ers. Just because of Iverson. 76ers are good. Um, hmm. I'd have to put in the team... Uh, maybe the Bears. The Bears. Some, some Chicago team. I don't think Chicago's represented on this list. Yeah, some good Blackhawks or something. Bo- yeah. The Bulls. Bulls. Probably the Bulls and the Sixers. All right, that, that rounds out our top ten. I think we... Uh, Woo! I think we... Um, did a good job, and like I said, if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself, because it's my list. So we also have our, what we're calling, the untop ten. Boo. <laughs> These are the teams we came up with that you say, oh yeah, that is, that is a team. I, I forgot <laughs> oh, yeah, about them. yeah, they exist. I forgot about them. Um, do you want to go with the first one, George? Um, I'll go with a first one because these aren't necessarily. Yeah, we didn't rank these because they don't really deserve it. to be ranked. So uh, we just kind of put their names down. Okay, first one. I remember them speak just because of one player that was really good at dunking. I think his name was Jason Richardson, but nonetheless, okay. the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, you don't hear much about the they're Golden State kinda, Warriors. I, I know of them, but they're just kind of. I know there. they're a team. They just. They, they play. I think they, they play. play. They wear teams. gold jerseys, if I'm not mistaken. With they're warriors. With some blue. I and believe they're from Golden, Golden State. Blue. Golden State would be California. Would be California. I mean, there's just too many teams in LA. And there's too many teams playing in that one stadium. The least and they just kind of get shoved down to the bottom. Yeah. We we were thinking of putting the Clippers, but that's just because we forgot about the Golden <laughs> <Yeah>. State Warriors. <laughs> we were going to put the Clippers, and we remembered, oh, Golden State Warriors are just as bad. So we put them. Um, next up, we have the Blue Jackets, who are from where? Exactly. <laughs> Columbus. Columbus, that's right. Nash. And then other than that, that's it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I believe they play hockey of some sort. No, definitely. Yes. Definitely play hockey. Um which is a sport in the world. <laughs> Which is a thing. All right. No what do we got next? Then we have Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll let you take that one because I don't know Yeah, the football. Chiefs, they, uh, you know, they, it's hard to say put a football team on this list because there's only a few of them. Right. But, I mean, if you have to pick, like, a football team that's just like, like who the fuck? I mean, it's got to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah they have, the like, they have Matt Castle is pretty good, but at the same time, they just kind of don't. I hear you. Whatever. I hear you totally. Next up, uh, we have the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> I came up with that one, and I don't even know that much about baseball, but just from the name alone. I mean, the Pirates. It's just. I don't know. You never. They don't make it very far. They kind of suck. They just. They're a team. Any that just kind of hangs around. I don't know. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. The next contestant would be the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I was debating keeping this one on the list, but I think I only kept them on the list because I think it was two or three seasons ago, they almost lost every game. They're just so bad that you have to put them on the shitty team list. 
And then I heard a story that up there, when they really did suck for a while, they had to essentially force people to go to the games because they, they'd say, you know, we're not going to show the game on TV if we don't sell this many tickets. And so if you know, they didn't sell enough tickets, the game was blacked out on TV and you didn't get to watch your team So play. that pretty much inducted them <laughs> yeah. into the shitty list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Toronto Blue Jays. All right. Yeah, another Canadian baseball team never just never just works, never works out base, well. Baseball team <laughs> works out well. Just stick to hockey. They should just stick to hockey. And then uh, I believe it would be my turn next with our next choice, which would be Utah Jazz. Yeah, the Utah, Utah Jazz. Jazz. The Utah Carl Jazz. Carl Malone and John Stockton are long gone. They are. Then there was that awkward phase with Karolinko or something, that Russian guy. And sure. then just a lot of They need to change their names. Dreams. I, I think know, that right? I think that hang hung over from when they were in New Orleans. I would but think it, I would at least think in so. Utah now. That's but so, now they're in Utah. That's so not does jazz. Does anyone play jazz in Utah? I don't ever? I don't think the Mormons are allowed to. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't think they are. Uh the next on the list it's not a good day to have your name have blue in it. It's the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> We have the Blue Jays, the Blue Jackets, the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. You don't put genres of music as sports Or names. even colors, just in Golden State Warriors. Golden State, yeah. I don't know. It's not a good day for Blue. Sorry, Blue. But the St. Louis Blues. You're my boy, Blue, but at the same time, <laughs> fuck it. Oh, man. What's next? Which leads us to the Animal Kingdom yeah. and the induction of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. They haven't done much in quite some time. They were good back in the day when they had um, Ray Allen. They were Allen. Really? I was thinking way forgettable. Yes. Did they have thinking, Ray Allen, or am I confusing? I think that you're now? thinking the Supersonics had Ray Allen. Shit, you're right. They had uh, a Reed or something. They had a good maybe. three point shooter. They had oh fuck, what's his face? They had some really good guy way back in the day, and then he came over to the Celtics, and now I can't think of his name. Oh well, I'll look it up later. That kind of defeats the purpose of this countdown of back Yeah, it games. did. It, it really did. So uh, we do have one happened. more. We do have one do more, have and one it's more. yours, right? Yeah, the Cleveland Browns. Here we go. Again, not a good day for colors. Ooh. Which brings I us. I believe to the moral of this list is if you're going to start a our, team, our next point. Don't put a color in it or a music genre. Or a music genre developed in the South. That's also named after a color. Don't do it. Just don't do it, because it, it doesn't work. And Speaking that concludes top ten and untop ten. Alright, that was that was a good segment, I think. Our first segment went pretty well. It went pretty smoothly, John. Uh, expect more segments, some in the vein of the top ten, some others new mm-hmm. and improved. improved. Jinx? Maybe not improved, just new. Just new, yeah. There's nothing to improve if you haven't done it yet. <laughs> but uh, thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the Take My Word For It podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please go out, enjoy your sports, but not too much, because we may be talking about you next time. But uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, I'm John Doyle, and uh, take my word for it. Stay thirsty, my friends. Can't say that. Oh. It's like copyrighted or something. Well... Yeah.